Hello, welcome to uh, another group coaching call. So this is a fortnightly call that I run for people, members of the community. Um, it's really a chance with three things, really. A, for you to meet other members on the community. So it's, it's nice to have some face-to-face -face, uh, time with people rather than just messaging. Um, two, it's we have these office hours things that we, we you know, allow you know, members to take advantage of mentors that we have on the community so you can get some one-to-one -one time with people. Uh, sometimes that's uh, you're not able to get in touch with the, the relevant mentor. Uh, if you haven't checked them out, you can just type in mentor and you'll find a page of a list of all the mentors who are offering their time. And so it's an opportunity to, to maybe talk to other people around the challenge you have. And three, it's really a time for you to help other people. So it's really using your skills and knowledge and experience to help someone else who might have a question or a topic to discuss and hopefully uh, inspire you with other ideas. So I'm going to start off with a, a round of introductions. It'd be nice to just, uh, for those of you who are new to these calls, um, it's basically your name, uh, the way you best describe yourself, whether it's your job role or your human role, <laughs> however you like to describe that, uh, and also where you're calling in from. So that just to give a bit of context for everyone to know where, where people are. So I'm going to, on my screen, I have Nick, Remini, Catherine, Claudia, and then Lisa. So we'll go around that route. So I'll, I'll let you kick off, Nick. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Carlos. Um, so, yeah, my name is Nick. I'm, I'm from London. I'm calling from London. And um, I'm just starting. Um, well, I say I'm just starting, but it's been going for a little while now. I'm a business where I'm uh, running workshops. So I'm a facilitator of kind of workshops that are around mindset and thinking and kind of soft skills. And um, I'm going into companies running those with, uh, with their employees. Um, so yeah, I think that answers the questions. Yep. Cheers, Nick. Go for Remini. Hi, I'm Remini. At uh, least I love your cat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, I'm based near London. I'm about an hour outside London in a place called che Chesham. I help businesses get in front of their potential clients. I help them with um, kind of behind the process, uh, business development, marketing, that kind of thing, um, and run workshops and do kind of actual kind of doing it with businesses as well so kind of combination of things so that's what i do cheers Ren. catherine hey uh, i'm catherine i live in california and uh during the day i do business planning and uh um outside of my normal day um i try to um develop some things to help people kind of get closer to themselves and express like who they are uh, so that's how I'm going to describe it today. <laughs> We're going to work on that pitch, Catherine. That's right. <laughs> Go for it, Claudia. Hi, uh, I am Claudia, and I've started a. Uh, it's actually my one year anniversary uh, from when I first sort of uh, started doing the testing uh, but I've started a silent disco company called Nobody's Watching uh, and the idea behind it is that I um, love to dance and I was getting really annoyed that I had to go to a club if I wanted to dance and I didn't want to be around loads of drunk people uh, I just wanted to do it more often in a more kind of compact uh, way to easily fit in my schedule so I'm proposing silent disco events uh, as a sort of fitness alternative doing them in in one hour sessions on weekdays with no alcohol uh, and then on the side I also work uh, for a language startup uh, four days a week so that's one of my main challenges at the moment trying to find time to actually do uh, my entrepreneurial stuff uh, and not get too uh, sidetracked by my day job cool thank you very much Claudia Lisa hey that sounds awesome, silent discos, I love, I love that idea. Um, I'm Lisa, I live in Bristol in the UK. Um, I run a startup, it's a technology business. We make a productivity tool um, for people who have to juggle a lot of different things all at once, work and other types of work and home and social life and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I also, Got uh, run a consulting business, um, which is a kind of legal engineering business. And I also have a very part-time role in corporate venturing, um, which is potentially getting bigger 
and that's a bit of a challenge mm. but um yeah and i did and the happy startup homeschool nearly two years ago uh, ah! that's crazy thank you very much for coming back and, and you're a mother of two yes so and a cat and a cat so <laughs> you have to be super productive it sounds like yeah productivity is one of was something i was going to bring up actually yeah Fantastic. when you when, when you said the productivity thing i was like oh I, I i could do that I, I, i'm i'm similar i've got two boys and a cat and juggling yeah. three jobs and my own business so yeah, yeah. it's fun cool okay we've got something there we're gonna have we'll, sounds like there's some meat on that discussion um so before we kick off there's a couple of things that uh, uh nicholas and claudia posted on the event page so i'm going to give them sort of priority and we're going to have a look at their questions around um one was about the value proposition another thing was i think about feedback on their website so i will uh, i'm going to start off with nick um and i think we'll be uh Actually, first thing, hands up. Has anybody read Nick's uh, comment yet? One, two, excellent. So Lisa might, oh, you saw. So I think it might be worth actually just recapping um, briefly what it is you'd like to get help on or some feedback on uh, and what would be most useful uh, in terms of the, at the end of this little bit for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think uh, it's a fantastic exercise um, that you've got for us this week um, in the in the profit and purpose um, course. I think it's really good. Um, so it's funny because I used to actually do workshops on this very topic. And so it's quite fun actually having to do it on the business that I'm trying to create now. And it's like, I should be better than this than I am. <laughs> and, and also it's much more important now because it's actually what I'm trying to do. And um, it's not hypothetical because often when you do it in, in the workshops, you make it hypothetical. Um, but what I'd like you to, I'd like to share with you what I've done because there's, just to set the scene, are you, have you heard much about the value proposition design um, kind of methodology already? Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of um, nods, that's great. Just, just very quick summary. The idea is that most businesses focus too much time on the product and not enough time on the customer that's going to be buying the product and not they're not really thinking about solving that person's needs so just ask you six questions that get you to think about the customer's needs and then and then you think about how you're solving that with your product um, so it's great because we've done that and and now we've put it into a nice statement which should sound good um, with my business though i've kind of got two customers because i'm not just um selling to the people that are going to be sat in the workshop um, that I deliver. I'm actually going to be selling to one person in an organization that's going to buy the workshop. Um, so I need to convince them before I convince a room full of people that what I'm doing is a good thing as well. So I've put together two value proposition statements that hopefully summarize what I do um, and make it clear um, for the, both those audiences. Um, the question that I have is, I'm struggling a lot actually with coming up with the um, the pains. So like the, the problems that people are having or the, the issues that people are having um, around um, like the, the tasks that they're trying to achieve. That's all right, Remini. <laughs> <laughs> it's always you. It's always you every week. I'm in trouble. <laughs> cool. So I'm just thinking, I'm not sure what the best way to do it is. Is it just me read it out and then you go, yeah, that makes sense or not? Or um, I think uh, what would be useful is maybe just to, like you did on the on the on the comments, just say who's this targeted at, and just maybe just read through it, and, okay, cool. and, and go through both of them, and then we can start asking some questions. Okay, cool, perfect. Um, so, uh, sec, I'm just trying to uh, sort out my screen so I can see both at the same time. I don't know if this is doable. Uh, yeah, cool. All right, might work. Um, By the way, if you're reading it from the, the comment that you posted, just be aware that I, I think you put the description with the wrong, like you switched the title. Like, oh, okay. sure that, yeah. Oh, thanks. Uh, that was a bit silly then. Um, <laughs> I'll go from somewhere else then. <laughs> Okay, so 
Um, the first one for um, the people that would be buying it, so the decision makers and organisations. Um, cool. Can you hear me so far still? Is this all all right? Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. So that would be all our workshops, because that's the product that I'm selling, helps, um, helps business leaders who want to inspire and upskill their workforce by teaching them how to think and work in new ways. So I think that makes sense so far, but the bit that, bit that I'm not sure about is this, and help them stop like wasting time and money um, through like bad collaboration and poor decision-making. Um, and what makes me different um, to kind of other providers of workshops is that they're boring and it's often a bit rubbish. <laughs> no, because no, online training is always click, click, click. Uh, and face-to-face -face is just kind of repetitive and kind of the same stuff. Um, whereas my workshops are engaging and fun and, and hopefully practical and useful. And this meets my need because one of my favourite things is learning new things and kind of sharing what I learn with other people. So being able to do that in a workshop form meets my needs quite well. So I don't know if, if I should stop there first and see if, like, what are your thoughts on that initially? Um, yeah, I'd just be really inter interested to get your thoughts on that. So just quickly repeat, that is for the, towards the, the person, per, well, basically going to hire you and, and, re, and release the money to you. Yeah. And uh, the pain was, what were the two things that you were going to do? You're going to... Stop bad collaboration and poor decision making. Okay. And what was the first one? There's like another, the two things you were going to tackle. Um, I... Uh, um, what, what do you mean? Is that the pain or the gain or the job oh, to be done? The gain, sorry, the gain. Oh, the gain was um, them uh, thinking and working in new ways. I, th I think, I mean, look, looking at what you've written, yeah, um, you've got done by teaching them how to think and work better as human beings. Oh, uh, that would be, that's what I just put in for the next one. Oh, that's sorry, the, okay, so, oh, so that was what Claudia was talking about, okay. Um, so by teaching them how to think and work in new ways and stop time and money being wasted through bad collaboration and poor decision-making. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay then. So I think first, are there any questions around that? Does anybody have any questions they want to ask Nick about? Yeah. Could I ask, is, are the work, what, what are the workshops um, targeted at? What kinds of skills and um, expertise are you targeting that you're delivering? So I'm specifically focusing on um, skills around how do you collaborate better with other people? Um, how do you develop? Well, there's a book by uh, Carol Dweck called Mindset. Mm -hmm. So I'm basically teaching that book, but making it um, uh, practical. Okay. And I'm doing the same with De Bono's Six Thinking Hats. Yeah. So, um, you can, what's fun is that you can take both of those and turn it into whatever you want, like whatever need the, the client yeah. has. You and what say, by... Why do you think those two books are good? Um, because uh, they're super practical. And I know that when those books have, have changed the way that I see things, and I've spoken to a lot of people about them, and also now more recently done a lot of workshops on them, and find that they have the biggest bang for your buck in terms of actually helping you see things differently and then change what you do. Those two books, out of all the books I've ever read, are the two yeah. that are the ones that... Have made me change and helped other people change more so those are the ones yeah. that I'm that's why, that's why I like them. Cool. Uh, I thought might be a little bit useful for some context if you would just explain why you do the work you do what is it that's you know driving you to, to do this work with other people? Okay so what I think um, so now's an interesting time because technology is changing everything um, and in the future, technology is going to be automating, or more jobs are going to be automated because of technology. Um, I think what's going to differentiate us as humans is our human capabilities. Um, so being able to um, have great communication, be able to do like great customer service, to be able to um, like be a real team player, those kind of things are going to what is going to what is going to be what makes us special. So in that world, we need to improve our human skills and those human skills are emotional intelligence empathy collaboration um, like communication decision making those are the skills that are going to be important and so um i think that those two books that i've started on because i don't i haven't been doing it that long there are other books that i, I the concept is you take a book that's a proven methodology 
and then yeah. you turn it into a workshop. But what I've done as well is what I haven't mentioned is I've got my own overarching methodology, which is called mind apps. And that's that, well, what if the brain was like a phone um, and you could download new apps or new ways of thinking? Um, and then I've, I've taken that concept because you can have a lot of fun with it because then you can start saying, oh, well, um, I imagine if you could see someone else's brain and the apps that they had on their phone, because it's like, if I give you my phone, you'd see what apps I have and you'd be like, oh, what does that app do? I haven't seen that one before. If, you know, if you could actually see in someone's brain, you could see what apps they're running and they could see what ones you've got. And then you could start going, well, I might try that one. And what would that do for you? So I'm taking that concept and all my slides look like a phone which is great because um, phones are have spent, like, you know, phone companies like Google and Apple have spent so much on, on making their phones look amazing. Whereas presentations traditionally look horrible because they're bullet points. All of my um, workshops now look like phones. So every slide is like engaging and you can't wait for the next slide. So um, I've applied that concept now to those two books and I'm going to continue doing it to other books. Mm. It was really interesting the way you were talking about the why, about these changes coming in the future and we've got to enable the workforce to cope with all of that. But that flavour isn't in your statement. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Is that the bit that you think was most compelling? It's the why. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, when you say um, selling your workshop so you can upskill your staff, I'm like, yeah, okay, I need to upskill my staff. But the thinking in new ways, you can probably describe that in a way that doesn't mean much to me buying training. And in fact, it might be a bit negative because I'll be like, what am I going to end up with this chaos where everyone's trying to <laughs> do all sorts of stuff that I can't manage anymore. So I think you've got more to say on that. Why, why people need help being made more future proof. I think as well, I from what Lisa's saying I think it's also a matter of um, differentiating yourself because I think you know there's lots of people offering training of some sort or another and workshops and actually what you've written I don't think isn't exciting enough it doesn't engage it doesn't engage me enough to make me think well I'd spend money on that yeah. I, I want to know what what it, what's it going to do for my business and how am I going to make money out of this <laughs> ultimately yeah. Yeah. What, you know how is it going to improve my staff so that they're going to be more effective and make me more money um. So it's really interesting because and make them um, happier. yeah and make them happier <laughs> I, think, I think what's fun is that it absolutely does all those things but i totally agree with you that i haven't um got that across yet you've but, got a high bar because you're saying my differentiator is my stuff is engaging so you've got to be engaging from the first word including yeah. this bit <laughs> which is a high, it's a high bar. It's a, fair, it's a fair comment. It's a fair comment. I know that the workshops are there, but are you absolutely right that the value props not? But, and this is what I think was quite interesting now, and I'm really glad that I've shared this with you guys, because um, we just published, so the, the um, Sophie did a really nice interview with me, and she just um, published it on Medium. Now, I just posted that on Facebook two hours ago, and in that, I actually had an, one of the old things that I was working through, which I said that, I'll teach every employee in your organization to think like a great CEO. Yeah. And um, one of someone I used to work for about eight years ago um, just sent me a message saying, um, I need you to come in and teach all the, I'm opening a new office and I want everyone to think like a new CEO. And I was like, oh, so that bit. Your hook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think that could, that, how does that sound? If I said to you, because I, I posted the question before I'd got that message from my mate um, or my old boss. So how does it sound? How's that value proposition that I'll teach every employee that you have to think like a great CEO? I, I like it, but at the same time, as a, if I was a CEO, I might think, I'm not sure I want all my staff to think like a CEO because that's, that's my yeah. job in a way. And also I don't want, you know if everyone starts thinking that way they might all bugger off and do their own thing and so mm. i think you've got to get that fine line um because you know you, you want people to be empowered but you don't want them to be so empowered that they go <laughs> and yeah. do their own thing you know yeah what, what's your um 
Sorry, Sorry, I just wanted to say that the, the company that I, I think it, it really also depends on company culture. There will be some companies that might be turned off by that, but there will be an equal amount of companies who will be super turned on by that. So, for example, mm -hmm. the company where I currently work for, they they would really want people to think like that. So I think it's also a matter of, you know, if it does turn companies off, maybe they're companies that you don't want to work with anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, just yeah a thought uh, and then I do think I, I quite like that because I think it just um, says a lot without saying very much mm. um, so I, I do think it works um, I think yeah I completely agree with what other people are saying that that kind of uh, you know the, the start with why that there's something very powerful about that that definitely there was like this whole other story when you were talking about you know you're uh, making people future proof and and the whole phone thing it's really really cool and it it's not it's not quite there so yeah anything you can do to slap it in there would be good uh, and then I think the <laughs> the the last thing I, I just wanted to say is that when I was reading through it in terms of the um the value proposition for the business people i think when if you're trying to sell something directly to an individual i think you can be much more direct about pains and things like you know we because we all are very self-critical and like oh yeah oh, i'm really bad at this or that um, i think the problem with having that same language um, with the business leader is that then you know if they're buying it with that language they will also need to convince people in the company to join and mm. if they bought it with the language of like there's bad collaboration and i can't remember what the other thing was it's almost like th their employees might not take it very well mm. do you see what i mean because because it because you, you're sort of by buying that as a business leader you're in a way telling your employees that they don't collaborate well uh, which is a bit of an elephant in the room that they probably might be aware of but don't really want their boss to be pointing their finger and telling them that they're doing that mm. so if, if if there's maybe a way to rephrase that so that it you know it's rather than saying like stop having bad collaboration and turn it into like start having excellent collaboration and just you know rephrase it in a way that it it, um, it doesn't make them feel so put on the spot like kind of phrase it as like yeah I'm gonna level it up even more uh, rather than yeah make it I'm gonna make it stop being bad I totally agree yeah, with totally, yeah. Uh, go ahead no Catherine, Catherine. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I just wanted to like even add on to what you just said uh, Claudia because um, I totally agree with that. If I was somebody who was making a purchase decision based on the words that you put in there as a leader, I would be personally offended. It's like, what are you saying? Are you saying that I'm only I'm getting my employees to do bad collaboration and I'm making poor decisions? Great. That's not a good way to start like a business relationship, right? <laughs> um, so I think it, it might be the way that you're like, that you're seeing it, like how, what happens is it could be the, the pain and the simple, you know, uh, language of that. But what does it mean for the person that's like right in front of you? Um, it's it's more about talking about what, how, what is it going to fix with the employees um, that will actually help the leaders, like in turn. So it's more about that language, I think. Plus, you know, everything else that um, people shared around, adding a little bit more of the why. Um, cool. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you so much, everyone. That's been fantastic. Can I, can I, just, can I just add one other bit? Because, you know, I'm always trouble. Um, on your, for the target, the, for the business um, people, uh, for the groups, one of the things you've also said is, you know, teaching you how to be human beings, better human beings. And again, I think for me, again, it's like, well, you know, we are human beings. And it's kind of, I know what you're trying to say. But again, I think using that terminology, it, it instantly makes one to take the piss. And um, you know, say, oh, like I also work with cyborgs. You know, what I mean? <laughs> it's like, but but because when you were talking about it before, you were talking about the need to. I mean, it's exactly my business as well. It's about bringing humanity, and I talk about it a lot um, into a business, and not being scared of the phone, and not being scared. You know, 
pick up the bloody phone and have a conversation than being having building a relationship with people um mm -hmm. rather than, and being more human but i think put it in a way that's not saying you know making it sound like you don't employ human beings <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. yeah cool excellent that's brilliant Thank you. i think one thing that stood out for me as well um particularly with your friend who, who his comment about i want my employees to be ceos underneath that for me it sounds like i'm i'm expanding i'm growing something and i want people on board who are going to expand and grow at the same time so it feels like there's a there's a prime target market of companies who need go-getters and collaborators and so there's a there's a growth element to it so you're helping companies yeah. who are going through that growth stage to help the people within it grow with the company yeah for so sure i think that's that was the underlying that's what i felt was like a a target market there it's like high growth companies that that's super helpful definitely and i did actually have the word that that growth bit at the beginning um but i took that out so it feels like that definitely needs to be put back in for sure the, the chap who responded really well to your um kind of ceo hook um yeah. he's offered himself up on a plate for some great customer discovery work now obviously so <laughs> like did you ask him why i've literally just messaged him back now um because yeah. um, I, I said to him let's have a call tomorrow let's get him on the call so like, you know, he, he said, I, I want all my people to think like CEOs. Well, why? And then why? And then why? And then what? Like, yeah. that will give you all that really great insights to what's going on in his head. Definitely. And if you can make you resonate with that, there'll be other people that resonates with. Definitely. Because I felt like the, the, when, uh, the last, I spoke to another CEO recently who, who I did my last work with, and he said to me, um, my people just don't get it. And I've heard another, I spoke to another CEO that said another thing. They say, my, my employees just don't get it. And w when I went, why, why, why on, on, on that bit, what they don't get is they don't think like them. And that's where the hook came from. Yeah. The hook came from the CEOs feeling like their employees don't get what they're trying to say to them. And they want them to be, they're saying that they want them to be more like them. So um, it'd be interesting to, yeah, I, 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 I definitely want to do the five whys on, on, um, <laughs> Like tomorrow, if I can get hold of him, so I, I would, I would employ me. <laughs> I wouldn't employ you either. <laughs> hey, you guys! I'm just gonna. Sorry, I'm just gonna go take that. All right. Thanks, Kathleen. Thank, Thank you. Thanks for joining. Thanks. Um, Nick, one thing that um occurred to me is like, one of my clients at the moment, really nice guy, CEO, company of fifteen. Um, but he's got a lot of um he's got lots of things he needs to improve the way he does things and in some ways he it, it, it's almost starting with the ceo so it's almost like if you could do a a workshop with the CEO. why are you grinning carlos <laughs> if yeah. you could do a workshop with the ceo first to make sure that they're in a position to be inspiring their teams to make sure that they're actually giving being the person that they should be because i'm finding like with my client i'm literally having to change all their processes and changing everything that they're doing to improve everything so because and no one's challenged anything that he's done because he's the boss and i've come in and just gone it's all crap you know and um and he's appreciating it and i think it's something that actually if you could almost as a, a starting point is almost do a workshop or one-to-one -one with the ceo to make sure that they're at a standard that they are getting their teams to appreciate where they're coming from and and then go from there maybe as a as a starting point i don't know how you do that but that's just a thought I know, in my previous company we did that quite a lot and it works super well so yeah. that's a, and particularly on this proposition that we've just been discussing i think you're absolutely right i hadn't even thought about it i think that's a really good idea yeah cool premium service <laughs> I think that sorry if if you're teaching everyone to think like a seat because I think one of an important thing you said there was nobody was challenging him mm. so if you do teach everyone to think like a CEO then they would challenge him and then yeah. you can improve processes so it's mm. but the, the, also I guess it depends on the CEO because some of them might not like that so much <laughs> it's it's a hard balance isn't it Cool. it's a hard balance uh, and you, you've also got to be careful not to sound like you're selling something that's the opposite of diversity 
yes so it gets a bit tricky when you say i want everyone to think the same (laughs) (laughs) well it's a really really good point um the other because the other workshop is the six thinking hats workshop and what's great is that that is all about the diversity of thought and so um um and what i say is I, i don't specify a specific ceo i say think like a great ceo but the yeah. thing is, there are, it's like if you look at the Myers-Briggs or whatever, all the CEOs in the world match all of the different types of Myers-Briggs. So actually what you're doing is you're teaching people how to think in all of those boxes rather than just being in their own box as well. So I, I think that's a really good point, but I feel quite confident that I think yeah. the, you're absolutely right, the marketing needs to be careful, but the yeah. product actually doesn't have that problem. But the marketing, yeah. you're right, it does sound like it could have that problem. So I need to work on that. Thank you. Thanks sure. everyone. This is exceptionally helpful. <laughs> I feel like I've got my own kind of um, like personal advisors, which is absolutely fantastic. That's okay. You'll be signing off the equity um, <laughs> shares at the end of the call. I look forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay. Um, I think now if it's okay, we'll move on to Claudia and uh, her question around her landing page or a website is that correct do you know run, run us through what what is it you'd like help with and what would be helpful advice yes <clears throat> so what would be really useful is um i have this website um and i have a slight problem with the photographs in the sense that um these events that i've been doing have been in sort of quite different venues um and then there's this sort of one venue that is I've sort of finally found my my go-to great venue but I don't actually have any photographs in that venue and because it's my winter venue and I'm not doing events there in the summer I don't have any events from that venue to put up on my website the pictures I do have are some of them are from a venue that I've moved away from and that gives quite a different feel to what the product actually is in my opinion so I'm I'm thinking of like not really using those pictures anymore uh, and specifically so there was a, a moment where I was going slightly too much down like a fitness route um, so I was doing them in dance studios and and you can really see people wearing like fitness clothes and, and there's Shall one... I uh, share my screen of your website while you're talking yes would that help that would be great, uh, unless, does, it, does everyone have access? I, I linked it, maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it now. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, there are two links. The first one is um, the current website that I actually have, um, which is the nobodyswatching.co, and that is the one that has some of the older, more fitness-related pictures. And then the second one is some slightly different pictures. So the thing is that, what I'd like feedback on is there are some pictures where it's sort of graffiti in the background and it's really you know I I wouldn't do events in that kind of setting but I like those pictures because they're more conveying the, the feeling of you know nobody's watching and just dancing and being silly um so what I'd like to get feedback on is first of all actually if, if you can just do a quick exercise of looking at the two websites and if you can just write down what are the first few words that come to your mind when you look at both of them and then if I can just get a round of words and and secondly whether you you do feel that um you know it makes sense yeah what what I'm mainly interested in hearing is do do those does that version of the website with the more fitnessy photos just give too much of that fitness vibe that I've slightly moved away from or that's not a problem and then secondly whether the what the version that has more of the graffiti stuff whether that it's just a bit of a turn off and it's a bit confusing and doesn't really give a sense of okay but what does it actually look like if I go there or whether that doesn't matter because it's still conveying the basic feeling of what you know what I want people to feel when they come and so it doesn't matter too much that it's not actually in the venue where they'd be taking place cool so what's the feeling and do the pictures have to convey the exact experience can can i can i say something (laughs) or am i going too soon um well if you're i'd like to start off with any questions first if anyone wants to just clarify anything first and then go into any comments and feedback 
can I ask a question? Go for it. Um, with what, what, who do you want to market this to primarily? Who's your first target audience? So that's a good question. And it's, it's part of, I mean, it's a good problem to have. The thing is that people who have been coming to my events are super, super, super diverse. So I've had people as young as 18 and I've had 70 year olds um, and, you know, girls come with their mums. It's like a really diverse group of people. Um, so it's, I, I'd say, you know, if I really had to niche into, you know, who, who, who am I really directly speaking to, I'd say it's people more or less in my age group so I'm, I'm turning 30 in August people who are um, you know at that age where they don't really want to um, go clubbing go on these crazy nights out but they do love to dance and they miss that and that they, they miss that sort of being able to just be silly and, and have fun um, on a more regular basis and want an opportunity to do that that's removed from from all the alcohol so that I, that's sort of the you know the super niche that I'm speaking to but the the experience has had all sorts of people coming through um, so it, it's it's so it is individuals uh, yeah it's you're trying to get to come to an event that's right yeah as opposed to you saying i'll host an event at an office or a yeah that's right building thing that's right so I, I do also do that but it's not my highest priority okay can i ask um what is it about this work you love and why and what is your highest priority um for me, I just love the fact that I, yeah, dancing makes me really, really happy. I just have so much fun doing it and I feel so good after, after I dance. And so, um, my highest priority is to give that opportunity to more people, uh, because I, I know so many people who, you know, if you go to a wedding or a house party and you dance, you feel great. But then if you don't have a wedding or a house party and, then you you'll just you just don't have that so I, I just want more people to, to feel great after a, a simple hour of, of silent disco dancing cool and also I want more people to know that um it, it really is accessible to everyone and you you don't have to be a, a good dancer to to enjoy that really good feeling that anyone can do it awesome cool any other questions? If not, we can go into some feedback around the page and express, you know, explicitly answering Claudia's question. Do you have a regular venue? Sorry, do you have? Is it weekly or something that, that you have it? I wish it was weekly. No, um, I'm not at that scale, unfortunately. So the the venue I've been doing in it doing it in regularly is called the Museum of Happiness in Camden. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that I and I've been doing it uh, monthly in that venue. Um, however, now that it's nice weather, I want to do more of them outside unfortunately I haven't managed to find a venue that has um, affordable rental prices um, so it's it's yeah a bit of a challenge at the moment but I'm just going to do them for free in parks uh, and do most of the people that come do they know you no no one knows you oh, no, no I mean no some people I'd say it's usually um, like 10% are friends uh and then the rest are people who then there are also i guess it depends what you define as know me but i do have a lot of returning customers so people who came for the first time and didn't know How me did they and find out about you the first time um it would be mainly through well so a couple of my events got featured on heart radio and on the londonists and on time out oh. london so through that um cool. yeah that was pretty exciting uh and then it would have been otherwise through uh, a friend, you know, someone through my network, um, or it's also been on some Facebook groups of people. So, for example, there's a group called the Yes Tribe. Uh, it's a group of outdoor adventurers um, who, well, it's very global, global, but they they're based like their headquarters are in London, uh, and that group has always had a really good response. Um, so there are a lot of people from that group who who come to my events so although i don't know them personally we're both part of that community how yeah. many people tend to go to your to to an event 
so um, for me it's really important to keep the events um, with an intimate feel so my maximum capacity is 30 uh, and so far I sold out for all the monthly events so there were always 30 people so how many are regulars would you say oh it's hard to say um, I'd say in the last two events that I've done, it was 50-50. So 50 of people who returned and 50% of new people. And what would your preference be? Would you like them to all be regulars or would you like it to yeah, be? Yeah, I would love them. I mean, to be honest, I, I would quite like it to, to be that way, to have regulars, but also to have more and more new people coming. I think it's, it's a kind of event that um, is more of a once a month experience rather than a once a week experience um and so when you do events of that type it probably is more of a 50 50 thing okay cool so thoughts uh, do you think the imagery is right does the, is the imagery good for what claudia is trying to achieve i, I like i like the um the photos of uh, you and uh, people dancing with the graffiti. I think it's very cool. I think for me, um, and, and the ones in the gym, I think it does feel a bit jimmy if that's, you know, it, it makes it look like it's an exercise class, which looks like great fun, but it does look like an exercise class. Um, I'm actually just looking at your, um, I was looking at the events and I saw there's a picture of a woman with a red top which for me, that's a brilliant shot. Um, and it's really, um, it sounds like it encompasses what you're trying to get across. Um, I mean, it sounds like, it, <laughs> it looks like, um, because it doesn't show where she is or anything, but it's just, she looks like she's having a great time and it's lovely. So if you could get more imagery like that, which looks like it's probably slightly truer to what you're trying to convey. I'm from what you said, I don't know if I'm right, but, um, I think that would be great. Um, I think, uh, yeah, as I say, I really like the, I like the ones with the graffiti, but I think it's trying to, I mean, when I was looking at it, I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. I'd love to be able to organize an event like that, or, you know, get you to organize an event for, for, for team building, for business, for businesses and for all hen nights or, or whatever. Although of course hen nights tend to be probably a bit, bit of piss ups, but you know, you could, if you got, you know, did it with, you know, in a, in a alignment with other people, you could do some great stuff, I think. And it's such a cool idea. I love it. So that's yeah. some, and I thought my, my big word that popped out was fun. It looks really fun. And, you know, I'd love to love to take part in something like that. It looks great. Um, so yes. Thanks, Ron. Nick, Lisa? I've got, yeah, I've got, oh, sorry, go on, Lisa, go on. Yeah, I would agree. I like that picture, the banner picture on the events page. That seems to sum up kind of what you've been describing, that total, and what some of your client quotes talk about, that total freeing experience. And some of those other thumbnails on the event page, they're pretty cool as well. I mean, they like, they show a range of, types yeah, of events is that they're not high res so oh. it's really great as a thumbnail but when you put it as a banner it looks yeah like it's not okay that's, and that's i i high res pictures of that yeah mm. um i agree with what's been said about the fitnessy ones although you've got quite a good diversity of like ages and body types and genders and stuff in those which is quite nice and i think the um the graffiti ones, the first one, well, I'm on the wrong page now. Um, they did get a little bit samey after a while on the page where it was sort of repeating the similar style. But um, the first one with the woman with her arms out like that, I was like, that looks really cool. That looks really fun. And then after a while, I'm thinking, I'm not cool enough to do this. <laughs> <laughs> that's the last thing I want people to think so that's really good to know <laughs> but then I'm not necessarily the demographic you were describing age-wise but no but there's honestly it, the, the and I I think that was that is that can be a red herring 
that kind of when we say oh, who are your customers we tend to go to a oh, gender and demographics and age and stuff like that but actually your 70 year old person and the person who came with their daughter they they probably had some stuff in common like their motivations and so that still is a it still is a persona if the motivations are aligned or the way you find them are you find them in the same places or you know um, through the same channels or whatever they if they're if they're coming for the same reasons that still is that still can be a a persona um and i suppose if if those motivations are about having that uninhibited freeing experience then the pictures that show that the most um are probably probably like the top two of the graffiti ones but maybe not the ones where the people look a bit more static there's a chap in a leather jacket do you know the one i mean whoops oh, i think you've gone uh your microphone's muted somehow oh who's muted claudia we can't hear claudia. you no, this happens be. with my okay. headphones, they just uh -huh. stop working and I have to plug them out and plug them back in again. Um, yes. So, uh, yeah, it's awkward when I interview people. Oh, you're gone again. Oh, you've gone again. You've gone again, Claudia. Just remove the headphones, right, can you hear me now? <laughs> yeah, that's good, that's perfect. I can't hear you though. Hello? Okay. Yeah. No, I can hear you, good. Um, and I forgot what I was going to say. What were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Diversity. Uh, oh no, was it the demographics? Not necessarily the way to to target who you're. Ah uh, yes, sorry. No, I was wondering what people thought about. There's a picture with a guy with a beard. Sort of. I like that one. I like that one. I, I really like that one. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I, I also like the picture. I'm looking at the events page of the one in the silent disco at the Museum of Happiness. Yeah, that's the, such a great picture, and it's not high res. Uh, <laughs> um, cool. and, and also Phil and Fred's wedding. Yeah, yeah. So you can tell that's not high res. Yeah, they're two really good pictures, and they're not high res. Um, so I think that this is good feedback. So basically, you're saying to keep um, so to keep the first graffiti one that I've got with the, with the yellow banner from the first website and then replace the sort of fitnessy one with the, with the girl with the red top mm. and keep the beard guy keep the beard guy I, I, I also like on your on the um the sorry can we actually get Nick sorry just wanted to make sure he didn't have anything as well yeah no I, I don't know I, I kind of disagree I think as it is is because I'm looking what why do you have a website you have a website because someone's heard about you and they just want to check that you're legit and that mm. what you will bring them what they are expecting and um I went on your website and I was like yeah I think this looks legit I think this is in terms of like um I don't know where you are with like with your business, but in terms of like you, you probably haven't invested that much in the website. Like you, 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 so I think you've smashed it. I think your website looks amazing for what you for what you've done. Um, I think that there's two things that I think you like to so to get it to the next level because that's what we're talking about now. I think that you've got to have because you, I think your best photos are the ones that you said you're about to take out. You know the one in the fitness studio, yeah. I can see lots of people doing something at the same time that looks like it's kind of organized. None of your other photos quite do that for me. So I know that one looks more fitnessy, but that's the one that makes me go, ah, I get it. I know it's a, like you're saying it's a bit more fitnessy than you want, but that's the one that makes me go, ah, okay, that's kind of what I can, I can see myself in it. That's, I, so, is that actually what you're selling? Like as in you're saying you know people want to turn up and see is it is this meeting my expectations so i might turn up and go oh, i'm expecting someone to instruct me in this yeah and that's basically my product has the first 30 percent where it's 
it's facilitated. So because people, a lot of people feel awkward dancing with no alcohol, um, which is something that I learned, you know, so as I said, it's my one year anniversary. The first time I did it and tested it, I just put the music on, put the headphones, and because that's all I need to dance. Like I can literally dance anywhere by myself, I don't care. Uh, but for other people, they just felt like, oh, that was a bit awkward. It took me a bit of time to get into it, you know, and because I have a background as a facilitator, I create this, this warm-up, which is a bunch of activities and really silly things where we're all doing them together. And it, But yeah, initially that warm-up did look more fitnessy, which is where, for example, in my warm-up now, I wouldn't really have people... Although, I could, yeah, because I was making them do like a disco roll on the side, which is why they're all in that thing. And so they're stretching at the same time. So, yes, I do do that, but it's the warm up. Um, so I just want to make sure that people don't. I don't know. When you saw that, Nick, did you did you get also that? I think probably the other pictures give the element of like freestyle and let loose. In yeah, that. I think they absolutely do. I think you just if, to get it to the next stage, I think you've got to have 30 people in a, in a well-lit room with a professional photo, and that then will be your main photo, because I need to see the whole like party happen. Mm. I feel like that, that one photo in the dance room is enough. It's the, the, the room's horrible in terms of lighting, because the lighting doesn't look good in there, even though it's a fantastic room for dancing. Um, I, I'd want to see that. And the other thing is that if you then had, um, the other thing to make you look more legit and to make it a thing that I feel um, makes it more of a, a movement. Like the logo is quite helpful. I think once you get to that stage, I think you're nearly there now. I don't know, maybe um, Carlos will disagree at this stage. Um, I don't know, but I think if you had a nicer logo that is a, that looks like a thing, like, I think that's gonna help a lot. So I, I think you've, the, the two main things for me on my website now is getting a really decent logo. And, but first of all, though, before that, getting a photo it could even be your friends um but it could be completely staged the photo but it's got to be in a well-lit room i'd say um although it's a shame you, well, it's not a shame but you're not trying to do the fitness thing but i find that gym box and a lot of these new gyms that are trying to be cool have done a really good job of making it just like go wow i don't know what they're doing but i want i want it i want to do that if you could look at those those things and what's making that possible I think that there's a lot to learn because they do a lot with their lighting. They make the, the neon lighting thing now is super um, <laughs> popular in terms of um, like uh, a design thing. Cool. So that, that's my feedback. Cheers, Nick. Um, just to sort of maybe bring it together, it feels there's lots of different approaches and opinions based on, I think, personal needs and personal views of what they want to see. Uh, when you were talking, I think the things that stood out you want to make people happy it's like you get this feeling from freedom or being dancing with freedom that makes you happy and i think that that picture of the woman sums that up so that's one feeling that that picture does it and then you're trying to bring people together i think it's the other thing and so pictures that have people together seems to be something as well that needs and that's i think what nick was talking about there uh, and the other thing that came up i think is that you said that some people feel awkward and I think what you're doing is also helping people overcome this feeling that they can't dance with freedom. And so there's that element there. I don't know how you represent that, but I think that's something that's going to, that might attract people. Because I think that's what you want to attract. You want to get people to come and feel and make that transition to actually, I can dance when I want. Yeah. And I can get that feeling. So however you can create that imagery. And the thing that I'd follow on with Nick is maybe you do have to stage some of this stuff. Yeah. And find some pictures just to capture those elements and, and I think what, what would be interesting is to hear your value proposition statement <laughs> and use that as the as the, the design principles around the imagery you want to create cool can, can I can I add one more comment about the, the first bit of the site when I when you first get to it I actually like the logo I don't have any problem with the logo but I think that massive banner when you first go to it it's not clear what you're all about and unless you know you're not going to know and I think first of all the image behind it uh, you know it, it, it's very very abstract obviously it's you know chosen to be that way but I mean I think for me 
having an image that's maybe like the woman in red or a staged photo that gets redone and then saying something you know having a strap line that nobody's watching you know dance free you know live life dance free or something like that that encompasses what it is that you're trying to achieve and you're trying to you know you want people to look at it and get excited sorry no i'll just say maybe next session will be the web design section session <laughs> um <laughs> yeah no thanks for having me i think no it's more of a case of i think yeah there's quite a lot of stuff coming out from people now claudia i think in terms of imagery do you think you've got what you what you wanted in terms of feed, the right the feedback you needed yeah that's really helpful i was just wondering really quickly if um people have any thoughts on that shade of yellow if it stood out as being like really terrible or fine um and then yeah i just on on that banner it's interesting you said that because i actually that was a bit deliberate um i kind of wanted the landing page to be intriguing and to be a bit like i don't really know what's happening here and then you scroll down and then suddenly the fun like jumps out at you uh but i did so it's but that's kind of what i wanted but it, yeah maybe i shouldn't be doing that because it's not helpful so yellow uh who likes the yellow hands up it's all right. It's, it's yeah, fine. I don't, it's not, it doesn't. It's it's not a big thing. I don't love it, but I think it's good enough. I didn't notice it negatively. No. Yeah. yeah. From it's different. A web design perspective: yellow and white isn't great, particularly that shade of yellow. Uh, and then on the banner, you've got the white text on a kind of white background, so it's hard to read for nobody. So there's there's a bit of a contrast thing going on there. But yeah. Um, the yellow is per se is fine. It's just the white background and yellow is a bit of a challenge. Anyway, that's one person's perspective. Cool. Okay. Um, well, time flies. <laughs> Unfortunately, we didn't get onto productivity, but maybe not. <laughs> um, thank you, everyone, uh, for your contribution. Thank you very much, Nicholas, for sharing what you had, and also Claudia for offering those up and. I hope uh, I think you got lots of other advice as well as the the answers that you were looking for in terms of imagery and value proposition. Uh, what would be really helpful for me is just to share on the events page anything that snippet that you learned or something that you found really useful around the call. Um, I'm gonna this recording we're gonna put up on the website. Um, does anybody have an objection for this call being put on our? Uh, we have a podcast feed. It's mainly just to help people who are members who like to just listen to stuff rather than to watch it. I was going to put it on there, but if there's any objections, it won't go on there. Cool, brilliant. Uh, and then, yeah, any other thoughts or feedback that you have, just post them on, as a comment on the event page, uh, and I'll be posting the video back on there as well. Can I make a request? Yes. Can we? You may have already done this before I joined, but um, can we do something on productivity? Kind of a, uh, I don't know something on productivity <laughs> we can we can definitely well if you if if that's something people want to do we can have that as the next uh i can theme that for the next um coaching call because we have mike strange who's doing his stuff around productivity i'm actually uh, our, our altitudes retreat i'm uh with the author of productivity ninja uh he's going to be there so mm -hmm. i can maybe try and get him on the webinar mm -hmm. great. Uh, and um, there's, a, there's a few others actually who, who are interested in that area so if that's something that you guys want, I'll, I'll try and make it happen. I'd love a web webinar from the Productivity Ninja guy. That would be amazing. Wicked. All right. I will, I will endeavour to make that. So. If, if it can be something where we can all interact, that would be yes. brilliant. No, it'll be one of these. And okay, then maybe cool. we can get him, if, he can, if he's free, we can get him to just uh, listen in and then offer some advice at the end. Cool. Thank you. Brilliant. Cool. Okay, well, you take care. Um, I will, uh, well... If you're on the Purpose and Profit Programme, even if you're not on the Purpose and Profit Programme, we're going to be doing another webinar from the Alps next Tuesday. So I will, Norris and I will send out some reminders um, next week. And then the next call will be in two weeks' time. It's during the day. And actually, a quick question here. Timings. How does this suit everyone? Yeah. Right, hands up if 8.30 is, works for you. It yes. will vary. All it the will time. vary, depending on kids, of course. Yeah. Uh, all right, the other hands up if two o'clock in the afternoon works for you. One. Well, that varies as well. And that varies <laughs> as well. Right. All right, so, yeah, so it sounds like 
uh, for this call at least, 8, 8.30 is probably better than 2 p.m. Cool, thank you very much for that. Uh, I'm gonna work out timings at some point, and I'm gonna try and capture India and Canada somehow. <laughs> just keep spreading them around. <laughs> exactly, we just have one of them <laughs> every hour of the day. <laughs> just don't well, unplug. Just, no, I won't. I won't. We'll just like, dial into you. Yeah, yeah. I'll just be permanently on and I'll just have ad hoc conversations about productivity. I, I'm sure so. your family would love that. Oh, yeah. I'll just, I'll just get my daughter to sort it out. She can, like, host the call. She's, on, she's broke into at least three of my calls today. Very professional feeling. I love your background. By the way, can I just give you some feedback on your background? And that is that a happy startup school logo in the in the frame behind yeah, you? Yeah, it is. That's so cool. You look like Seth Godin does this all the time. He's got his book behind him. Yeah. You need to have a happy startup school book. I'm as well. stick the, I'll stick the canvas up, some flyers for summer camp, and that's cool. brilliant. You should. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. It's cool. Or you could do just you. Or you could do Alan. Do it like Alan. Oh, yeah, that's true. No, no. I, I like Nicholas. I like the subtle product placement. I'm gonna make a yeah. fake, fake book cover, some badges, some stickers. You all right? You've just yeah. You've inspired me now. I know what to do next. You should. It's fantastic. That's a great show. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, um, I will let you guys get on. Uh, thank you very much for joining me. And um, until next time. Cool. See you later. Bye. Thanks Thanks much. Much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.